Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas? Welcome to episode... 110. Today we're going to talk about all the things that make our life easier. Different gadgets and gear that we use in our RV. Most of these things I think we use quite often. So they're, they make our lives easier. Mm-hmm. First, if you want any show notes for this episode, you can find them at thefayolas.com slash 110. Also, the girls are not going to be on this podcast, but they will be on the next one. We've compiled a list of things that we use often. Um, and we kind of broke them into different categories. So we have like an outside category. We have our utilities section. We're going to talk about some things like our water, sewer, and electricity. We've got stuff for jeeping and hiking. Then we're going to get into some tech stuff, kitchen, some organizational things that we really like and use, um, things that are special to boondocking. We're also going to have links to all of this stuff, or at least as much of it as I can find. Uh, in the show notes, so feel free to check them out. This, similar to our game post, uh, I would highly recommend you check it out because I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it, so makes it worth it <laughs> if some of you click on a few of these things and purchase them. We will be using our Amazon link, so it does help us a little bit. All right, let's jump into the outside. One of my favorite things, I think it's looks awesome, even though I haven't got to spend too much time in it, is is the Clam Quickset Escape Sky tent. tent. Yeah, it's like a tent, okay. canopy, pavilion, I don't know. It's it's all the things. The unique thing about this one, I don't I guess I don't maybe I'm assuming it's unique is it's got like the mesh ceiling instead of having just like the uh, regular tent material. So oh. if you have the uh the rain fly off of it, you it's just open. It's kind of like a skylight. Yeah, it's actually really cool. You can see stars and everything through it. So all the sides are mesh. Um, they also unzip and like roll up so you can have like air. You can have a breeze. Yeah. I mean, you can have a breeze through the screen, but you can you can have it without screen. Yep. If you'd like. And then the ceiling is also um, screen material. So when you're in it, like in a buggy area, you can be completely safe. From bugs. Yeah. And it actually came with a floor as well. Uh, and it came with all of the hard sides. So the wall you, panels. Yeah. Yep. So you can actually put wall panels up as well to block wind or, or rain or something like that. Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. We have like, we have all the accessories for it to make it like, uh, you know, if we want to put the floor in, if we're somewhere where we don't, if like it's gravel or there's like a lot of little burrs or something we can put the floor in and then put our table and chairs in there and enjoy it. Or if we just want to, like I've used it on Thanksgiving as just a windbreaker. I set it up and I put the walls on. I didn't have the floor in or anything. And uh, I put our turkey fryer in there. The one we have is a little bit more expensive just because it came with the floor and all of the sides and everything. We'll link that one in the show notes, but you can also, um, you know, look around and get one with less things if you don't need all of it. But I do think it's convenient to have it all because you never know when you're going to use it. Yep. Uh, but it, it sets up in less than a minute. It's very quick. And sometimes I feel like if it's been a while since I put it up, it sometimes it's a little intimidating because I'm like, how does this work again? 
but, but it just f- unfolds. And if you un- start unfolding it wrong, then you kind of get yep. into a bad situation. But <laughs> but for the most part, it's very easy to put up, and it's very easy to put down as well. The next thing that we really enjoy that goes right along with this is our oversized chairs and footstool. Uh, we bought some super comfy oversized chairs. So I have this problem when I sit in like what are those like camping chairs? I guess you would call them. Yeah, like I like to sit sideways in them and you know put my legs up over the sides and you know sit Indian style, especially if there's bugs that's crawling around on the ground like mosquitoes, tarantulas, <laughs> tarantulas. And so I always end up ruining the chairs just because I'm never sitting in them properly. Uh, but these have held up really well. Uh, I do want new ones just because they've faded in the sun and they look a little funny, but I still love them. They they didn't rip, they haven't ripped yet. Yeah, they're still like very sturdy. They just have they used to be black and gray. Now they're like all gray or greenish. The yeah, like, like a a, definitely the sun has taken its toll, at least on one of them, because one of them's missing the bag that it came with because it was blown away in a windstorm while we were away. But they're both have held up great, other than the color fading. I will link those in the show notes, but they're super, super comfy. They're like padded. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like luxury camping chairs. <laughs> yeah, and we got those in 2020. So we're on year four of those. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I feel like before, like when we were (laughs) tent campers, it was like an annual thing to buy new camping chairs because you just get the cheap ones. You can get them at Walmart for 10 bucks and use them for a camping season and then be done or break them. They also have like a footstool. I really enjoy that as well. Uh, So we'll link those in the show notes. Along with this, we have a um, like a double. Like a love seat. Yeah. And it's... uh, two camping chairs and it pulls out together and it's a double and that's what the kids sit in. They really like that. Yep. We'll link that. Yeah. Cause they had for the longest time since we got on the road, they had their little like kitty camping chairs, but they kind of outgrew them. Yeah. (laughs) Another cool thing that I like, it goes along with some other outdoor stuff. Uh, We have a King camp camping table. Now this is like a aluminum fold out camping table. Like the, the top kind of like, not necessarily rolls, but it folds up in different little sections, like slats, and you extend the uh, the frame of it out and lock it, and you have this super lightweight, nice size table. It's like, I don't know, what is it, about five feet? Yeah, something like that. It does roll up, but they're square slats, yeah. so it's not rolling technically. It's like folding on. Like an itself. accordion kind yeah. of. And it comes with, it has a nice little case that we can take. Like we can, if we go out on like a Jeep trail or something, we can take our camp stove and our stuff and take that table out. And that's nice to have out there. So, because before we would cook just in the back of the Jeep, because we didn't have anything to put our grill on. Another thing you need for outside are the reversible plastic straw mats. We have one that we just bought on Amazon. Before that, we had one that we bought on Amazon and it lasted. We got that one. Yeah. When we, well, when we (laughs) first got the RV. Oh, really? Um, I thought we got it before that, but maybe we didn't. I think we got it in 2017 before our first official camping trip with the RV. So 2017, and we just replaced it in in 2023. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Yeah, that's six years. Yeah. And so I highly recommend these. These are great. The one we have now is 9 by 12. It's reversible, so you can put it out either way. I think it's black and white on both sides. Yeah, yeah. We always use the one side, so... I don't know what the other side is, but I think well, it's black this, and white too. This one is pretty much the same, I think. I don't know. 
I know we don't. But the last one was like a was like a kind of a burgundy and tan, and depending on which side was up, there was more of one color than the other. Oh, okay, so, like reversed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, they they always come in handy. I'm almost everywhere I have it out, unless it's just like a overnight or something. Um, but if we're somewhere that's not grass, especially if it's dirt or sand or gravel, it's very nice to have that out there. Yeah, and it I, keeps the sand. It it keeps everything limited from coming inside your house. And they're easy to clean. I can sweep it off or I have like my little power washer. I can power wash it if it gets muddy or something like that. These are not necessary the next few items, but it makes uh, life prettier. <laughs> And that is solar lights. We have some tiki torches, tiki torch lights that are small to the ground. Like they're not like tall standing, like they're not like five feet. They're the like yeah, ones yeah, yeah. that are close to the ground. And then we have some um, lanterns that I really like mm-hmm. that are solar powered. And they all have like the flickering light in there. Yeah, they're like the like fire. Yeah, like a flame LED because we used to travel with candles and stuff like and actually the first year or so that we actually went full time or maybe a couple of years we used to have a couple of the actual tiki torches with citronella oil so i had like a gallon of citronella oil for at least a year maybe two and i ended up just using it to start fires until it was gone <laughs> and i threw the other ones away because they ended up leaking all over my bin that I had them in and they just made a mess so and we didn't know better yeah these are much better and they look cooler I think and they're they're hassle-free you just there's just a you know on off switch you set them out turn them on and they charge themselves you don't have to worry about plugging them in or anything like we have a rope light set that we plug in they're cool it's got a remote you can change all the different settings and stuff but these are super easy we also have a solar flag pole light. So this is a light that goes on the top of our flagpole, and it is also solar powered. So that's really cool. We don't have to worry about anything there. We just have to worry about putting it on. Yeah, when you got to remember to put it on before you put the entire <laughs> setup up. Otherwise, you're going to have to take your flagpole down and then attach your light. You're wondering, that's what I do all the time. <laughs> And we actually have two flagpoles. We have one that we put our flag on, and then we have a different one that we have, like, a Starlink adapter for uh, for our Starlink. Yep. Not the flagpole buddy. I would like to have the flagpole buddy, but my set, my current setup is working just fine. So until something goes wrong with that, I'll probably just stick with it. The flagpole buddy is probably a little easier because you, the mounts just stay on the ladder, and you can just pop the thing up. But either way, I still have to put the cord out. And if I'm doing that, I might as well just get my flagpole out and put it up. So, so far, it's working out. Until we figure out a different solution, and then we'll let you know about how, yeah. that, how we do that. And that is a, that's a little setup I got. Uh, the flagpole's from Harbor Freight, and the Starlink adapter was from Etsy. There's an Etsy shop that sells them that was very popular. I've had that for a couple of years, and that's been working just fine. Another thing we use a lot at campgrounds especially is our fitted picnic table covers. They're kind of like a fitted sheet, but they're, you know, have a little picnic plastic cloth stuff. design. And it's just like, you know, a checkered design. And we just stretch it over the thing. That way you don't get any of your uh, previous campers uh, germs on you, like from their <laughs> from their sewer hose drying out on it and stuff. 
Yeah, we've seen some really gross stuff. So these are very convenient. And the cool thing is it also um, has the things that you sit on as well. Like you can put yep. those covers on as well, which is great. So you don't get like little slivers or anything on those old picnic tables. And the outside would not be complete without an RV state sticker travel map. We just got a new one with Canada. So we haven't put it on yet. I'm really excited to do that. We're going to remove our other one. Yep. And then put up the new one because we need to add Canada on there because uh, we are going to be traveling to Canada this summer. And I'm so excited. Yeah, we had to upgrade because when we uh, installed our first map, we didn't install it with any. We didn't have it with Canada. And uh, we started putting stickers like our national park stickers around the lower 48. So it won't work. So now we have to remove all that stuff and uh, update it with our new stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is we're going to do it a little different. We will share that when we do it, but um, we're going to do something a little different this time. Also outside is our Blackstone, which we have a 22-inch, the tabletop griddle one with the hood and the stand. It came with the stand and everything, right? Yep. This one, I actually, it replaced my old one. I had a 22-inch before that. But this one uh, I bought at Walmart. It was the Adventure model. And uh, it came with the stand and the has a little side table that attaches to the stand and the hood, which I didn't have any of that stuff before. So I had to rely on like an aftermarket grill stand. It was kind of a pain because I actually went through a couple different styles because they just weren't sturdy enough for the Blackstone because it is a little heavy. Another thing we have is a BioLite fire pit. We're actually going to be – so this I would recommend if you like wood. Um it is nice. It's elevated. You can put actual wood in it. You can also put um, coal in it, charcoal. Yeah, it doubles as a, as a charcoal grill. Mm -hmm. So it is very convenient, and we do really like it, except for the fact that we're getting lazy, and we want to get a propane one. <laughs> so I think we're going to replace this with a small propane fire pit. Here's my justification for it. Not that we're getting lazy. It's we because <laughs> most of the time when we want to have a nice campfire is when we're boondocking. And when we're boondocking, we don't like to shower every day. <laughs> you know, when you have a wood fire, there's a 99% chance you're going to smell like campfire smoke. And I don't like getting into the bed. I don't like the kids getting into their beds yeah, and, that's true. you know, transferring all that smoke smell. And not to mention a lot of the popular camping spots, all the downed wood that you can use for campfires it's all picked over so there's hardly anything usually and campfire wood to buy is getting expensive <laughs> like i still have the mindset of like a three dollar bundle of campfire wood even yeah. though that was probably 10 or 15 years ago like get some campfire wood sure i'll get five bundles for 15 bucks <laughs> now it's 10 bucks for like the crappiest wood you can get that either smolders the whole time or it just burns up super fast. So at that point, it's probably more cost effective. I can get propane anywhere. I can get it filled anywhere, or I can exchange it almost anywhere. So for me, <laughs> I might as well just do that. And it's really convenient. We um, will talk about this um, next week in our update podcast, but we just went and did some fun thing, and uh, – we saw the propane fire pits all over there. I mean, this just in Yuma, we've seen them probably three different events that made it super convenient. 
Yeah, you just bring it, bring your little propane. You don't even need to bring your big one at that point. You yeah. can just bring a smaller one. Yeah, you can just have, if you're just kind of an hour fire, you can have whatever size tank, you know, even a one pounder probably would work, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, or they sell like the, like a lot of the Overlander people, they'll have a five pound, uh, which are cool. I'm a stickler on all of our storage space, so <laughs> the smaller the better there. Oh, whatever. The Magic Garage holds everything. And that's another thing about it. You don't have to douse a propane fire. Yeah, you just turn, turn it off, it off. <laughs> and let it cool off, and then it's done. One last thing we have for the outside is our like platform step. We don't always use this, but it has come in handy when we have needed it. And we've even loaned it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When my uh, family came out, they they got into a couple spots that they had a big jump down. Yeah. So we loaned them our step. It definitely has come in handy because I've seen people with like milk crates. You know, if you're if you're at a site that's not level or a slope or something like that, and your steps are sixteen to eighteen inches off the ground, that's not a it's not a good step that you want to take. So it's nice having a nice big metal platform step, and it has legs that fold in or out to to you can extend the height three or four inches. So that's nice. So these are the things that we use on the outside. It's not all necessary. You could easily get by without these things, but um, they do make your life easier. Definitely check them out. Yeah, I would say almost everything that we've mentioned that involves like a setup, I, I pretty much put all these things out, except for maybe the fire pit. The fire pit might stay stored uh, for the most part. but Unless we're using it, yeah. All right, let's get into water, sewer, and electricity. In this section, I want to talk about what we use that's like extra we don't need to say, we're not going to tell you about a sewer hose. You obviously have a sewer hose. <laughs> I think they're mo for the most part, sewer hoses are all created pretty equal. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some that have cool fittings, like fire hose fittings, but I've never really been, I've never really seen the need for us for that. So I'll just stick with the old cheapies, like the rhino hoses or something like that. But one thing we do recommend is a pressure regulator valve. We've used this. Do you use this every time? or Yeah. And it's I have an adjustable one with a gauge. That's another thing. When you're going to, from one RV park to another, water pressures can vary greatly. And when you get to one that has super high pressure, it can create leaks. It can, like, for example, we have a bidet in our main bathroom. It can actually overpressure <laughs> that, and it creates a leak, which we Plus don't want. it hurts. And it's like a laser beam. <laughs> so that's a... That's a um, and they they don't you can get them in other styles like there's there's they make some that are just brass fittings that are a set pressure no matter what uh we actually have a couple of those and i've tried them before and i just i think they're too low pressure for our needs yeah you've put them on and like taken them right back off yeah i'm like is there a kink in our hose or something because uh <laughs> this water pressure is very low and you take them off and instantly it's better so um i got the uh, adjustable one and that has made my life easier because i can it only takes a few PSI to make a big difference. Another thing that's very handy is a Y splitter for your hoses. Yep. Uh, I don't always put it on, but uh, certain places like in Arizona a lot of, or in Yuma, they don't like you. They, they don't allow us to wash our RV and stuff at our RV park. So I don't really worry about it. Sometimes I'll have it on for like a the tank flush hose that I have because I have a specific hose for that. But it is nice if you're going to have, uh, if you need your hose out with like a spray nozzle or something to wash something, it's nice to have that extra hose. So you don't have to shut the water off and disconnect and do all that stuff. 
and we've gone through a couple different hoses. Um, when you get a hose, you want to make sure it's a it's a drinking water safe hose. You don't want to just use like your run of the mill green garden hose because it will leave a taste. It has a smell and a taste, and I do know that every hose that we've had has been a uh, RV or marine drinking water hose. Another thing is those um, what are they like the zero hoses? Yeah, you don't like those, right? Yeah, we've the. <laughs> They see, they claim to be very convenient, but you actually yeah, it's more of a pain. Yeah, I had a um, I think it's a zero G or something like that. It's like a blue hose, and it was supposed to be like a kink free hose, and it was pretty awful, and it leaked <laughs> very very early after we got it. All the fittings on each end would leak, so I wasn't real happy with that one. Plus, it was a smaller diameter, which I wasn't in. Like when you go to fill the tank, it takes forever to fill the tank with that one. Because it's like a half inch diameter where a normal one is like a five eighths or three quarter. So that's a big difference as far as water flow. Another thing I use for the electricity, we have our regular 50 amp cord that's attached to a reel in the RV. Um, but a lot of times when we get to campgrounds or if we're mooch docking or staying in certain places uh, and they have limited electricity hookups, we have our adapter. So I have a 50 amp to 30 amp adapter, which we've used a lot. The, there's a third adapter that we use, like, if you want to plug into, like, a regular outlet for, like, a 15 amp, then you include that adapter, and you can hook up to, like, like we've mooch docked at certain places, like, where we plugged into the garage outlet, and we change the settings on our inverter, and it's it's safe to run at that, that low amps. A lot of people use, like, a power watchdog, surge protector, anything like that. We actually have a surge protector built into the... RV in our transfer switch and that gives me a display up in uh, like my power bank area where I have some some readouts and some controls there and uh, it's come in handy a couple times like I went to pl I plugged in before and it'll tell me certain information about the plug like if there's an open ground or anything like that so that's handy we've actually had to move sites because of issues like that. So if you don't have one that's built into your rig, you can always get an extra one. You can get a surge protector, and um, they do make testers that you can test the plug before you plug in, or you can use your multimeter or something like that if you know how to do that. We are not going to talk about solar in this one. We have whole episodes of solar, so we're not going to jump into solar, but solar is a big gadget that we love. Solar, <laughs> lithium batteries, a good inverter, and all the little things that go with it to monitor all that stuff. Uh, those are, for us, because we power the whole rig, they're essential for us. Mm -hmm. One thing I just want to mention here, um, and it's totally a little bit off topic, but uh, we are boondocking right now. And last night you had mentioned when we were laying there, we had the windows open and we're like, it is so quiet. It is like so quiet here. Yeah, especially compared to the RV park where we just came from. Yeah. But I mean, most RV parks are louder because you have people there. Yeah. Just like you have a lot of people. Yeah. So to be able to be in this like super quiet area and get all this like sun energy <laughs> and just live life like normal. Yeah, it's really nice, but totally different topic. <laughs> get back on subject here. And another thing that we uh, rely on heavily for drinking water is our reverse osmosis system. And we have mentioned this in many podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, we have an older version. We've had it since, I think, 2017. Yeah. So we have an older one. I will link it in the show notes, but you could easily do a little research and probably get a newer one. I think my mom just got one 
She got the same exact system as us, maybe. Oh, okay. So maybe you can still get that one. I'll look and see. Pretty if, sure. if so, I will link it in the show notes. But it is the best. There is zero taste. I mean, it is a little bit more of a system, but it is really good. There's I highly recommend it. Still fairly easy to install. It, there's no uh, electricity to hook up. It just, it's self-contained. All right, let's jump into some Jeep and hiking things. These are kind of mixed together because we kind of do these together. Uh, you know, we Jeep to somewhere and then we'll do like a small hike of that area um, that we've Jeeped at. So uh, waterproof dry sacks. I have a couple different versions of dry sacks that we've used. I'll link the two different versions that I have in the show notes. Uh, but these are very convenient. We actually have these in um, kind of our hiking go bags <laughs> that we... We've been using these things for years and years. Yeah. And, of course, we always get new ones and different sizes and colors and stuff. But these are cool. These are like the ones if you... They're like a... What are they? Maybe like a nylon material mm-hmm. or something. They're waterproof and... You, like, put your stuff in them, and then you can roll them up and bend them around and clip them. Yeah. That's kind of the the main one we have. We yeah. have some others now, too. but Some of them are zipper. Yeah. Or I like don't know a... if those are waterproof. Oh, those okay. might be just water resistant. I'll have to look and see. Either way, I'll link them in the show notes. I highly recommend these. They hold everything. We put, you know, everything from, uh, you know, like, we have a tweezers and you know like the little things that you need fingernail clippers or a nail file or stuff like that and one of them we have we put phones electronics yeah electronics all the things um it kind of organizes everything in our hiking bags as well um and then we use these in the jeep as well next is a water bladder we sometimes use these i have one for every one of our hiking bags um but a lot of times we just take a bottle a drinking bottle it just depends i think these are more convenient on longer hikes Um, or if you're going to be doing a lot of hiking in a row, like multiple days. And the reason I say that is because they're a pain to clean. I hate cleaning them. Um, but we have a couple different versions. We have the Osprey versions and then we have a couple that we just bought for like you and me, Tony. Uh, and they are, I don't, I don't even know if they're a brand, but they have a really big opening, yeah. and they're, I really do like them. Maybe better than the Osprey ones. They're easy really. to fill. They have good hoses and good fittings, like mouthpieces and stuff. So, I'll link them in the show notes. But a lot of times we just take a bottle or a you know water container of some sort, yep. and just have it on the side. Or usually I get stuck with a big water bottle in my bag <laughs> for refilling everybody's smaller water bottles. One thing that I did not add in here, but I'll add it, and then um, I'll link it in the show notes. We have these, like, water tote things. I don't know how to explain them. But they go over, you know, they can go cross-body across you, and a water bottle fits in there. Actually, um, it's kind of like a sling. Yeah, it is like a sling. It is big enough to fit a Yeti, because I think I've put my Yeti in it before. (laughs) Um, But it will hold, like, one bottle, and I think that's really convenient, especially with, like, a water bottle in the side. Because it's right in the front. You don't have to, like, get it out of your bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like those. So I'll link those in the show notes. They're super lightweight material, and they don't they, like, roll up into themselves? Yeah, into, when like, you're a not using pouch? them. Yeah, when you're not using them, you can, like, fold them into themselves. Another thing to just have on hand is a carabiner clip, and we just, you know, get, like, a pack of these. We have, like, dozens of these everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, just... it's nice. Like, in the Jeep, we have them all over. We have some Velcro straps with, like, spring clips on them. We can hook our bags and like to hang the bags so they're not just laying around in the back of the Jeep. We put the carabiner clips 
all over the place, clip them on stuff and hang bags and and all kinds of accessories and stuff. They're also great. You can hang them on your bag, like when you're hiking, and put yep. like your Crocs on the outside. Yep. If there's a water crossing or some water that you want to play in, you know, you can take your real shoes off and put on your flip flops or something, you know, by the water. And it's nice because we have a lot of different sizes. So the larger ones are handy. Like we have done that. We've clipped on the Crocs right onto the back of our bag so they're not like crammed in or getting, you know, bent over or something, mm-hmm. deformed. But they come in handy. They're just like zip ties. You can do almost anything with them. Something that has come in handy for us that is kind of silly, but it's actually way more convenient <laughs> than you would think, and that is a pet food carrier. This is this one is like a special nylon material as well, and it folds, it rolls down kind of like those waterproof bags yeah. and then clips into itself, so it's very secure. It has but, a liner in it specifically for food. Yeah, so what we do is we put dog food in this, and we keep it in the Jeep. We don't keep a lot in there, but just some, yep. and that's because we forget the dog food all the time. dogs hate us so this is kind of convenient for those long jeep trails where they're like uh dinner time was an hour and a half ago exactly (laughs) yep we can give them a little food and they're they're happy we have also have uh collapsible water bowls for the dogs that stay in the jeep so when we're out and about i have a their they have their own water jug that's a gallon water jug that just stays in there it's full pretty much every time all the dog park dogs love us. Yeah, and we have a couple of them because we've we keep collecting water bowls for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, when we go to the dog park, my dogs have water and then usually have a second bowl and all the other dogs love our water too. <laughs> Cuz nobody brings water. Nobody for brings the dogs. water. <laughs> Another thing we love and this is kind of because I'm a bad, I don't know. <laughs> bad picky picky person i hate cold sandwiches they drive me crazy i will do it if we're hiking or something and we need food that way like if we're doing i'll have like a peanut butter jelly sandwich probably or something like that um but i don't like cold deli meat i'm not a big cold fan of anything to be honest except for a salad (laughs) so a lot of times on our big long jeep trails we that's what we would have is like salad and it just doesn't keep you filled up as much. I mean, at least me. Um, so, you know, I would eat the salad and then I would be grumpy in like well, <laughs> 20 minutes. We would make this like amazing looking, beautiful salad with all the things. And we would take it all with us and we'd get there and we'd eat it. And like an hour later, everybody's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was amazing. It was great. But it just doesn't do it. And you'd be like, well, we could have had a deli sandwich, but yeah. <laughs> your mom. Like, too good for PBJs. I can eat turkey sandwiches all day long. I'm not too good for them. I don't like mushy bread. So I'm, I'm very picky with bread, too. Like, I don't like it when it smells. So I just don't like sandwiches that much. I will You're eat sounding them. less I know. less picky and more prissy. I know. It's not, it's not like that, though. Like, I do like it. It's just I don't like when it smells very yeasty, like the bread. I don't know how to explain it. But I love, like, fresh bread. I know I sound very bougie right now. You're like, yeah, leave the white bread to the peasants. (laughs) And that's not it at all. It's just that it's, like, I like it when it's toasted or cooked. So that's what I'm getting to. We have a propane camping stove now, and I love it. It's like a little two-burner Eureka makes it. It's, it's very similar to all your, like, 
you know, Coleman camp stoves and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got like the lid that flips up. It's got some windscreens on the side and two burners, nice little grill grate. It's perfect though. And it cooks hot food. <laughs> That's yeah. what matters. But, and it's come in handy because we've, we've had like hot dog lunches. We've had taco lunches. Some of the stuff you prepare before, like I'll cook the taco meat beforehand, put it in a nice container and put it in the cooler. And then we'll get out on the trail and get a few hours in, and then we'll have tacos. So the only thing is you got to – we I have a tote uh, with the grill in it and the propane tank and what I need to to hook that stuff up. And I have just a couple pans, and I have some uh, paper plates and silverware and stuff in there. And You don't have to take a lot. You just have to take enough. And honestly, a lot of it can be done beforehand. Like you said, you make the taco meat beforehand. You're just warming it up. But it's such a better lunch. Yeah, it is. I agree. <laughs> and, I mean, it's really cool to be out in the middle of the de- Like we did that one with your mom where we went on that long road trip. We were like in the desert. and <laughs> Yeah, we had a fire. We took our BioLite fire pit. Yeah. We had the grill. We had all the stuff for tacos. We had our chairs. So we took it all out into the middle of the desert. Watched an amazing sunset with dinner and a fire. Yeah. And it could have been sandwiches, but it wasn't. It was tacos. Highly recommend it. Another thing that I think we're almost ready to get rid of. um, but We say that, but it's it's come in handy two days ago. Yeah. (laughs) And that is our portable toilet. Uh, We have a 10 and 8-year-old, that, and we've had it for three years now, so. And their bladders are the size of a peanut. Uh, and it just comes in really convenient, especially on long Jeep trails. We're out in the middle of nowhere or uh, even like national parks and stuff. Like there's not always bathrooms within a couple of minutes of driving. So, or they are, and they're like, or they're disgusting. (laughs) We were at an event just two days ago and there was a bunch of porta potties there. So we could have used those or we could use our own toilet. (laughs) In our Jeep. And we've all used it. We've talked about it on podcasts. We've all <laughs> it is had very, to use it at one point or another. It is very convenient. It is a nice one because it has like the little flush. Um, yeah, it's got, it's it's like a cassette toilet with two halves. It's The bottom is the storage and the top half is like the toilet bowl and the water storage so you can flush. So maybe what we do is we get rid of it and we get something a little bit more compact. It does take up quite a bit of space. And our kids are getting older now where they don't use it quite as much as they used to. Um, But to be honest, if we don't have it, then we'd have to go into a bathroom. And since I have girls, I'd probably have to take them in. And they are disgusting. They touch everything and it grosses me out. So I'd much rather just use the portable toilet. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely like... I'm ready to get rid of it just to have the room back in the back of the Jeep for other stuff. Uh, but it's come in handy. It keeps coming in handy. So I don't know. We'll probably have it for a while. <laughs> Another thing that is handy in Jeeps <laughs> is storage spaces. Uh, and I'm talking about, um, you know, like down by your leg, there's an R Jeep. There's these like nets that came those are useless so we bought like some replacement things that just like clip in and it holds a cup and you know something else some little storage space yeah Yeah. so those are very convenient they are kind of in the way and the ones we got are i'm not even going to link these because they were cheap and i I think two of them have broken (laughs) i actually ended up taking mine away because it kept hitting my leg yeah 
But I highly recommend these. You just have to look for the ones that fit you the most. Um, and so definitely take a look at these. You can find them on Amazon. I still have mine on my side, and I really like it. But, yeah, you removed yours. Um, another little container or a little another little storage container thing is the where the grab handle in front of the passenger seat. We had a little thing in there as well. That's really convenient. Yeah, it turns it, it takes it from like a grab handle into like a little cubby. Yeah, it's still a grab hand. You could still stick your hand in there yep. and hold it. It just doesn't go all the way, th- you know, it doesn't go all the way through anymore. You can put little stuff in it like your phone or something. Another great addition to the Jeep was the vector bar. There's a lot, they make it for different vehicles, but they're, they're vehicle specific. So you have to order it that way. Um, and these are a very rigid bar that goes across the dashboard. And we bought some quad lock phone mounts uh, because before we had used just cheap phone holders and they would bounce and rattle, especially when you're out on a rough trail. These are very rigid and they hold our phones in place and they, we got the charging models so it keeps our phones charged. So that's a, that's a cool thing. And they make other kinds of mounts uh, for like GoPros and uh, tablets and all kinds of different uh, communications and stuff like that. So it's and very you handy. A, you don't need to have quad lock. No, you either. don't. Have, you can get different types of phone mounts and stuff. We just like the the quad lock because they were nice and sturdy, had good reviews. But I use uh, uh, pretty much every time I get in the Jeep, I put mine on there. Yeah, it's I like, like it. almost never in my pocket or anything. Another thing that's essential for off roading for most people is a winch. We've had a winch for a couple of years now. We've only used it once, and it was not to winch the Jeep. It was to assist the RV out of uh, mud <laughs> where we got it stuck. So thankfully we haven't had to use it. You There's... used it a couple times. You used it and Tetons, didn't you? To help those people? No. Oh, was I that just it? used a strap. You just used a strap. <clears throat> so like most winches, unless you're going really hardcore off-roading, you're not going to use them that often. Uh, there's been a couple times where I was close to using it and didn't end up needing it. Um, but I think for the most part, you probably use your winch to help other people more than you do yourselves. Yeah, and it's just there for peace of mind, especially for us since we travel a lot by ourselves. Yep. All right, let's move into tech. We only got a few tech items. Starlink, big one. Game changer. Yeah, you guys have heard us talk about that a million times. And Uh, it's, it's, it's out there enough now that there's a lot more information on it. There's different plans. There's, you know, residential plans, RV plans. They have different dishes now. They have different, for being out in the middle of nowhere, using high-speed internet, Wi-Fi calling, all the things. Our phones sometimes don't have service, and we have perfect internet and perfect Wi-Fi calling. Another couple techie things that I think are cool is our Echo Show. We have an Echo Show 8. Um, It's convenient for, like, just dropping in and talking to my parents. It's a really cool thing for that. The kids really like to do that, you know, call grandma and grandpa. Um, and then we have two different security systems. We have one that's the wise camera system. This is really cool because we can link into it from our phones when we're not here. And, um, it's a panning camera, so we can actually move it around and look at different things. We really like that camera. Especially Um, for our dogs to monitor the dogs when we're gone. mm Mm-hmm. And then we have another system that is DVR, like it records into a DVR. So we're able to use that. um, That's more for like the outdoor surveillance. Yes, exactly. And those have come in handy. Yeah. 
Looked at people stealing bikes. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen my bikes getting stolen, animals out there, a lot of good stuff. And they record when we drive, so we have like some rear-facing, almost like dash cams. So mm-hmm. if there's ever any type of incident, we could have some sort of something to fall back on if we needed it. All right, let's jump into kitchen. In the kitchen section, we just did a whole post um, or a whole podcast on kitchen, so we're not going to go into everything. But I did want to mention a few things that we really, really like that number one is my electric kettle. It's Govi Smart Electric Kettle. So I have the app. I can like have it start whenever I want, which is really convenient. Our Ninja Foodie Pro 5 in 1 grill. Uh, this thing is older, so the newer ones may not be as good. <laughs> but I'll link the one we have. This thing is so convenient, and we use it every single day. Yep. We, we bake in it, cook, roast. All the things. We can dehydrate, too. We've never done it. Another thing that we recommend is a slow cooker. I'm probably not going to link this, um, but just your regular three-quart slow cooker. The ones on Amazon are going to be more expensive than just going to Amazon, or going to Walmart and buying uh, a slow cooker. Definitely get those. You'd be surprised how convenient they are. I think I use our um, crock pot at least once a week, sometimes two times a week. It's so easy. Another thing that we use a lot especially when when we go shopping and we are planning ahead is we have a vacuum sealer. Um, That thing has come in handy. We can buy a big portion of meat like chicken or pork and we can split it up into, you know, several meals. We can vacuum seal them, throw them in the freezer. So it's easy for meal prepping, that kind of thing. We've sealed, we seal up snacks. Sometimes we do all kinds of stuff with it. And one thing that has been a game changer with that is we bought some 8 by 12 vacuum sealed bags that are already created. So normally you have like a roll of it and you kind of cut it and then vacuum seal your stuff and then uh, cut it, you know, like cut it again. So it's kind of um, custom made for each item. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like the most convenient, like I would say convenient way if you have a house, especially because you have a lot of room for stuff. But for us, it's just easier to have this stack of (laughs) bags that we just pull out and we can use them and it makes it like faster like more willing to do it i know when we did the roll and our house we didn't do it as much just because it was like bigger pain i don't know how to explain it this This one is easy because i can say okay i need to i need to make three bags of chicken i just pull three bags out boom stack them up load them up with chicken and vacuum seal them and the whole process can literally take three minutes and it's not, they're not that much more expensive, to be honest. And the vacuum sealer itself uh, is very small, compact. I keep it in the box that it came in. It's just that in the plug, and it goes right under the sink. So it's out of the way, easy to store, easy to get out and set up and put away. We also have these airtight storage containers. We've mentioned these in that podcast as well with the with our kitchen stuff. Yep. Um, but this is uh, 3.2 liters, and we put, like, our snacks and things in there. We also put cereal in here. We In their square, horizontal, they're not as they're not as um, high. They're not as tall. Yeah, they're not as tall. So they actually fit into our cu- our cupboards a little bit better than the normal cereal containers, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, because we've got the tall, narrow pantry. They fit perfect. We can stack three high in there, and then the the other ones, the more square ones, can go in front and stack on top of each other. So it's very handy, especially just keeping food and, you know, all the stuff that smells good to bugs and, and rodents and that kind of stuff. Keeping it all sealed up is very handy. 
Along this same idea is we have these large airtight food storage containers. They're also square, but these are for like flour and sugar and stuff like that. But the, the point here is that they are square. <laughs> A lot of times you get the round containers and they just don't fit as nice. And when you're really dealing with a bunch of like storage problems and in RVs, you have lack of storage, uh, you need to get it to fit really well. So we bought some square containers and these work so much better. Yep. Um, really quick, I do want to mention the, the podcast. It's the failers.com slash 95. So that was our kitchen space um, hacks and stuff like that for talking about kitchen. So we talk a lot about a lot more stuff in there. One more thing that I love is my tea canister. Um, I will link this in the show notes, of course, but it's just this little like metal container. This is round, <laughs> but it fits by itself, so I love it. Um, it has a date selector on the top, so you can put the date of your tea to make sure that it's fresh, and it has like a little like holder on the outside to hold your spoon. It's perfect. I love it, and I'm talking loose tea, by the way. I should mention that. I was going to say, you should mention that it's loose tea, not tea bags. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, oh, and if you have loose tea, if you need loose tea, you could put coffee in it too, though. So if you're a coffee drinker, you could put coffee in it. I use it for loose tea. But you also might need, um, you know, the, the way to cook that. And I have this great cup. It's a, um, it might be around 20 ounces. It's metal. It's almost like a water bottle, but it is for tea because you can drop in a tea, like a loose tea strainer maybe strainer. i don't know what you call it yeah. i'm not a tea connoisseur but I'm not to either. me it kind of looks like you, you put the loose tea in it yeah you screw the lid on and then you drop that into your bottle yeah canister and then and you dump the water over it yeah it kind of stops on the top so it's made specifically for this and so the canister just fits in the top of it and then you can pour your hot water over it and then um it just you can like let it sit in it for a while um, and then take it out and then drink it. And it's good. I'll link it in the show notes as well. <laughs> maybe just maybe you just click on the link so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> because we just did a horrible job of explaining it. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into organization. Um, and a lot of these things we've talked about. But I just kind of wanted to briefly tell you about a few of the things that we really love for organization. One of the first things on the list are these white floating shelves that we got for the kids. It actually came as a set of two, which is perfect because we have two beds. <laughs> so each kid got one of these. It's the shelf that sits, screws into the wall, and it will fold up, but they don't ever fold them up. But you can fold it up so it'll be flat up against your wall. Um, but the kids, like, have these in their beds next to their pillows, and they put, you know, just their little things on it, like... Um, you know, their glass of water, you know, their water or they can put their alarm clock or whatever they want to put on a little knickknack or something. Um, to be honest, I don't know what they have on their shelves, but <laughs> phone char charging their phone and stuff. They set it up there. It's just nice because they can fold up because their bunks can, you know, they they're a little limited on space compared to having a bedroom. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have something there because the shelf that came with the bunk is on the opposite end of usually where they lay. And it's it's not really optimal for yeah. their type of living. So, but yeah, when we need to get in and change the like sheets and stuff like that, we could always fold that up yep. and get it out of the way if we need to. We use a lot of collapsible things. Mm -hmm. So, like some of our laundry baskets are collapsible and they fold flat. Uh, that comes in handy because 
when they're not in use, they're out of the way. Mm-hmm. We we use some collapsible, foldable things for um, organizing laundry and drawers. Mm-hmm. We've had those forever. I think we even had those at our house in the dressers. Another thing that we have, and actually we use these in the kitchen, so I should have probably put these in the kitchen stuff, but is these plastic containers. Um, they're clear and they're like a hard plastic. We actually use these in our refrigerator to organize stuff, um, but that we also use them in our uh, cupboards as well. They are not like sealable, like they're just open. It's more like a tray. Yeah, yeah it's more like a tray, but it does hold stuff in them. And then we have the bins for, like, your soda in the refrigerator. I yep. highly recommend those. Yep. Then we have cans. You know, cans flying all over the place. Another thing that we really like, but they're kind of cheaply made, and we've went through them quite a few times, but I keep buying them because they're amazing, are foldable ottomans. And so they're really lightweight. And we actually have um, a long one. And a short one. The short one we've never had to replace. Yep. Um, and what it, we put in it is shoes. And then the long one we have had to replace. Did we actually? The long one we replaced once, and it, the second one has broke as well. So yep. we actually did not replace that one. We got rid of that, and now we have just two short ones. Uh, but they are very, very convenient. I will link them to you. Link them in the show notes and um, – Maybe you can handle them better. They're actually not that expensive. So to us, they're really worth it, to be honest. Um, But they both hold shoes. And because we use them for shoe storage, they don't get too heavy. So they're easy to move around. And like on travel days, they have their certain spots and the kids can move them around if they need to. I think we could probably actually use a third one um, (laughs) just to keep all the shoes out of the way all the time. Because my shoes are pretty much always out, at least one pair. But as long as you don't use them for stools, uh, I think that's probably the only reason the the long one didn't last, or either both of them, because they're not made really for standing on. Yeah, the well, the long one, the is, lid collapsed. Yeah, the on li- both of them. Yep, and the shorter ones are a little bit stronger. I will say now we have one that the lid will flip over and it's a table. I like that a lot. Yep. But I don't know if I necessarily want that on both of them. I don't know. I'll link them in the show notes. Very convenient for us. Yeah. Another thing that we really like is, well, I really like is a jewelry organizer storage roll. And what we do is we just leave it unhung and hung in our closet. Um, But it just holds all of our necklaces and stuff like that. We've talked about this in our game podcast, um, 108. So com slash 108. But we use four by six photo storage boxes for our games. These are huge. I mean, we have three of them under our bed, and they hold a ton of stuff, ton of games. So they're very convenient. Um, And then I'm going to link a few of these things in the show notes. I'm not going to go into detail on all of them, but we have a lot of different baskets that we use for things. We have you know, um, one that holds like our t- like our homeschool stuff that we do together. Um, dog you know. toys. They have their own dog toy bin. Yeah. I have one next to my bed. The girls have them in their bed. They're just soft-sided baskets, and it makes things um, like like the girls, for example. They have one, and they actually have two, I think, in their bed. And so... Since they're, it's in their bed with them, you don't want something, like, hard. But, you know, one of them is holding stuffed animals and the other holds, like, other small things that they have or whatever. 
Um, but you don't want something hard in there in case they like hit it with their head or their feet or something. Um, so these are just soft sided, really convenient. We use these everywhere. So I'll link a few different options in the show notes. Another thing that we really like are netted totes. I don't know what you explained for these, but well, they're, they're like, they're just nets for storage. Like, um, I think they were intended for fruits and vegetables and that kind of stuff. We use them for a lot of times we get like the little uh, mini chip bags or the snack bags for mm-hmm. chips. Uh, we keep them in there, hang them on another set of baskets and shelves that we installed when we remodeled. Uh, we use that for some of our bread storage and other vegetables. Yeah. The, and those come in really thing. handy. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing too I wanted to mention is the fruit baskets. So we used to put our fruits and vegetables in these net things, but I think they actually kind of damage the fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Um, so now we have this this basket. It's like a wire basket. We have two of them. Super nice. I hi- I like them a lot. I highly recommend them. I will link those in the show notes. Um, they hold all of our fruits and vegetables, and then we have the like netted things that we put um, our chips and stuff in. I still stick bread in there sometimes, but. It does <laughs> smash the bread sometimes. Yeah, I, but I since like it I for don't like, eat it. It's okay. <laughs> like tortilla chip bag. Like if you get a brand new tortilla chip bag, uh, it fits perfectly in one of those nets. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that we use all over the RV, underneath for almost all of our storage stuff, um, we use these hefty high rise clear storage bins, and we've had those pretty much since we hit the road. Um, they're like a normal clear tote, but instead of having a flat top, these ones have latches on each end and they have a, maybe a two inch high rise lid. So you can actually overfill them, which is nice for us because we like to overfill everything. Um, you know, it's funny though. We could always just get a tote that was bigger. Not really. Cause these are <laughs> these almost are the perfect, perfect size. dimensions, yeah. <laughs> like lengthwise and widthwise for our pass throughs. And some of our other storage spaces. So that actually worked out really well. And then height-wise, they almost are the perfect height with that high-rise lid. Yeah. So, But it, it would still be just if the tote was that height instead but of But that's lid. the thing. They don't really uh, – we've never exactly. really found any <laughs> perfect totes other than these. So the, only there's only a couple that we have that are really heavy, and those all have, like, books and school stuff in them. And those are stored underneath, so it, we don't move them around a lot. So it, that's not a big deal. Um, but we we keep Christmas decorations, all of our seasonal decorations. The kids' in toys these like things. Legos. Yeah, and we use them everywhere. Mm. Some of them are in the house with stuff in them. Some of them are, most of them are outside, but we use the heck out of these uh, hefty high-rise things. We broke some, replaced. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at maybe Home Depot, I think. I've got them. So they're all over the place if you need a new lid or, you know, if you break a bin. So those uh, those come in handy all over the place. All right, let's finish this episode up with a few things that are specific to boondocking. And when you're boondocking, one thing that you're going to maybe need more of is water. Especially, yeah, for long-term stuff. If we're going to go and we're going to take advantage of a 14-day stay in some place that's really cool, using your resources – it's going to play a factor in how long you can stay. So for water, uh, we have a 100-gallon water tank, which we rarely run out of water unless we're in a place that we have to shower multiple times. So when we're using a lot of water, uh, we actually have a 36-gallon water storage 
bladder. So that's something that I can take out and put it in the back of the Jeep, take it somewhere where I can get water, fill it, and it's it fits perfectly in the back. And then when I'm ready to transfer it into the RV, I bought a Harbor Freight water transfer pump, uh, which has come in very handy. It's a little 12-volt thing. So I can actually take it from the water bladder and pump it into the RV without actually having to move the RV because that's a big pain in the butt. And we've had to do that in the past until we got all these different accessories. And if you're pumping a lot of water in, it's got to go somewhere. Yep. <laughs> so the second very helpful thing is a wagon thing. Yep. Yeah, we've got a 21-gallon Camco Rhino tote for our wastewater. For our gray and black, uh, we've used that thing quite a bit. I would love to have a bigger one. I know they make like a 36-gallon, but when I bought this, it was an emergency, and <laughs> I had to drive an hour to go get it, and that's the only one that they had. So it's just it's come in handy either way. In Either way you look at it, our tanks are both bigger than 36 gallons, so it's a multiple-trip event anyways. So it doesn't matter. I'm still making multiple trips no matter how Mm -hmm. big my story my uh tote is this one actually fits perfect in the back of the jeep i don't think the 36 gallon would even fit without actually putting the seats down mm -hmm. in the jeep so that's a whole other ordeal i don't have to deal with so this one is like a perfect fit i can use my uh my other accessory that i wanted to highlight which is the flow jet macerator pump so i can hook that directly to my uh, black tank plumbing and I can use that, hook it up to a little 12-volt power source that I have and pump it into the tote that it's already in the back of the Jeep. That being said, when I get to the place to dump, I have to manually pull that tote out of the Jeep, which isn't that bad. But then you have to dump it with a hose on the ground where some versions you can actually hook up, like the bigger ones, you can actually hook a hose and you can actually pump it out or just dump it from yeah. the back. Like if I had a pickup truck, that would be perfect. I'd have the biggest one I can get. But this one is actually, this system is actually kind of perfect for us. Yeah. And it's convenient. It is a bummer that you have to make multiple trips, but it is what it is. Sometimes Especially if we're boondocking. Sometimes it's only one trip. Sometimes I can, you know, if, if we're going to be somewhere and uh, maybe it's only for a few more days, but I have to dump that day, I can just do a partial, you know, part of the black tank and part of the gray. Our gray tank's quite a bit bigger than our black tank. So it's usually the black tank that gives us problems first. So I'll get rid of, we'll say half of that and then a few gallons of gray or whatever. And then, you know I mean? I can make it work to extend us for a few more days if I have to. Otherwise, if I'm doing like a full thing, it's probably three, three to four trips to oh. a dump station, but we make it work. You know, we don't have to move the RV. We don't have to pack everything up and break camp and go somewhere with the RV. But one thing I will mention for that is uh, the for the water transfer pump and for the flow jet macerator pump, I have just like a little 12-volt, uh, it's almost like a jump box uh, for your vehicle. This is like a AGM battery, because both of those pumps that I have have like alligator clips for the power to hook it onto a battery or something. Instead of doing that, I just hook it to this little power source so it can be close by, and it's all just a few pieces. I don't have to open the hood and hook up to the battery and stuff. So it's Which very convenient. Which we did convenient. have to do in the beginning. So yep. that was kind of a pain because you had to like work the Jeep into some weird spots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it had to be, everything had to be positioned just right for, I had to use jumper cables for an extension and it was like a big ordeal the first few times I did it. So, 
my father-in-law actually gave me this uh, battery pack because it's like an extra one that he had. He's got a new, fancier little compact version, so he gave me his old clunky one, but it's worked amazing. So I'm very glad to have that. Made my life a lot easier. I think that wraps up this podcast. That's all the like main gadgets. Obviously, there's a ton more stuff that we can link and tell you about. Um, but these are the things that we use the most of and that are really worth it for you to buy or look into. Yeah, and th- kind of like making this list, like I was thinking if I was just getting into this or if I was planning on doing this or if I've been doing it a while and I can't really figure out a good system, this is a good list of stuff to kind of like plan off of. Yeah. There's probably way better solutions for some of these things, but <laughs> these actually have been we've kind of like fine-tuned our system and it works really well for us so i think you know if you can take some of these and use them to your advantage as well or think um, out a different solution so for example like or just an inspiration you know yeah the baskets in the bedroom this is a good example because we started with a system like a nice ikea cubby things do you remember yeah um yeah actually the beginning you built shelves in there yep then we removed those and had these like ikea cubicle square things that fit perfectly in there and we used those for a while um and then now like we've changed to just having these baskets in their beds because they can bring the basket out you know, play with everything that's in it or do whatever they want in it, then they can put it back in. But they can also still have room for their feet and their heads because they're getting bigger and they need more room. So we've changed around things. That's another thing. Yeah. uh, We've updated their mattresses over the years. And, you know, before they were shorter mattresses. So the other things fit better. Now the bigger mattresses don't didn't fit. So that we've it's kind of like an evolution of storage and like space and all the things but we've gone even in our own closet remember we Uh had a built shelf system in there and then we had like a uh a plastic set of drawers so it's always changing now we don't just have a small basket and hang we hang everything before we would fold everything and only hang some stuff so I'm still trying to get you to get rid of half of your clothes. but That I don't ever wear. <laughs> that you don't wear, but we'll see. I think, I, I think I'm almost there. <laughs> so if you have any ideas that we didn't mention or you think would make our lives easier, let us know. Or hopefully this list inspired you. Yeah. You can leave us a message on our message app on the show notes of this episode, thefailers.com slash 110. Or you can email us at hi at thefailis.com or DM us on any of our social networks. All right. Stay tuned for next week, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. These are things that we use often, right? I would say. Okay. We'll do that later. All right. Do we already play the music? Yes. You did? Yes. different gadgets gear we used and we use in life (laughs) what and stuff and stuff (laughs) the clam setup pop-up tent thing that's not what it's called what's it called clam oh my god
Hold on, let me say, let me say something real quick. Move to before show notes. Oh, never mind. Don't move to before show notes. The one that we have is a little bit more expensive just because... Go ahead. <laughs> the one we have... <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm... Uh, I don't know. Maybe like I'm drunk or something or have a bad memory because... <laughs> is we have these like... Um, water hold on our ninja foodie pro ninja oh sorry oh we're still recording hopefully i, I didn't remember even hitting record <laughs> 